a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover peoples. But upon you, the Lord shines and over you appears his glory. Nations walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow for the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of the nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba shall come, bearing gold and frankincense, and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Save the needy when they cry, the 
pity on the weak and the needy, and save the lives of the needy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you've heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Dominos Fobiscum, Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Mateum, When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. When Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. 
Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house, and they saw the child with Mary's mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Verbum Domini. The Christmas mystery of our Savior's virgin birth in Bethlehem is light that has pierced through the darkness. That is a reading that's kind of throughout the Christmas season, a theme of the gospel writers. Light that has pierced through darkness, our darkness, deafness. In the Nicene Creed, the church professes, I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father through him, all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. The Christmas mystery. God enters into history. He takes our flesh in all things but sin. The incarnation of God the Son, the eternal word, brings an end to the long-awaited coming of the Messiah King. 
He is among us, and He is with us. And if we so choose, He is literally within us by grace, by that mysterious, sanctifying grace that we participate in the divine nature. God is Emmanuel within. God lives within the human soul in the state of grace. The invisible God has manifested himself in the flesh. Our God has a face to gaze upon. And he has eyes to see us. He has eyes to receive our wayward gaze. As we sometimes may turn our attention from him and off him and wander off into darkness and to destruction, he never turns his gaze away from us. He always has his gaze fixed on his beloved sons and daughters. Even when we may turn away, he's always inviting us back to gaze at him. St. Francis adequately prayed, O most high and glorious God, cast your light into the darkness of my heart. Give me right faith, perfect hope, firm hope, perfect charity, and profound humility with wisdom and perception, O Lord, so that I may do what is your holy will. It was 18 years, it was rather 800 years, 800 years in 1223, Greco, Italy, that St. Francis desired to build a living nativity, something that he could behold with his eyes. St. Francis said, I want to depict the child born in Bethlehem and in some way see with the eyes of the body the hardships in which he found himself for want of the things necessary for an infant. How he was laid in a manger and how he lay on straw between the ox and the donkey. St. Francis wanted to bring before our bodily eyes the poverty of Bethlehem and the humility of Bethlehem that God the Son was laid in a manger, a feeding trough for animals, with no comforts, no creature comforts. The conditions he wanted to portray that were surrounding the Lord Jesus' birth, Messiah King. And each year, we are liturgically brought back to that reality at Christmas and Epiphany. The incarnation of God the Son in the crib of Bethlehem puts before our bodily eyes just how poor we must become to approach the mystery of God, how humble. And this is only possible through grace through God reaching into our hearts to cast a light of his
brightness into the darkness of our hearts. It's only possible through grace to be humble, truly humble to approach him, to adore him. There is no approaching the mystery of God without poverty and humility. This is the wisdom of St. Francis. The three wise men that appear in our nativity scenes today and throughout the world give witness to that, that this newborn infant is true God and true man, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Besides the, Virgin, the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Joseph, these men were the first to lay their eyes on the infant king, the newborn Messiah king. And you might call these three wise men seekers par excellence. Seekers that we can imitate. That we can come up with them just like they do in the crash scene and gaze with wonder on that infant king that newborn king. The friars will be leaving up the nativity scene in our chapel until February 2nd. For those of you who are here in Birmingham, those who, of you who are passing through Birmingham, February 2nd is the feast of the presentation of the Lord in the temple. And historically, there is a strong tradition of even leaving decorations up to this feast day all throughout the world, especially in Rome. In this past week, on the Feast of the Holy Name of Jesus, the Diocese of Birmingham and Alabama received a decree from the Apostolic Penitentiary of the Holy See in Rome, granting a special plenary indulgence for our diocese. And pastors throughout the Diocese of Birmingham and Alabama we're encouraged to leave the nativity scene out this year, not put it away this, this day. Usually Epiphany Sunday after Epiphany Sunday, people start to put away their Christmas decorations. But we will leave ours out this year. So as to give people the opportunity and the faithful in the Diocese of Birmingham in Alabama to receive this great gift of a plenary indulgence under the, the usual conditions. And these are just some of the usual conditions that are necessary for obtaining a plenary indulgence. Just to have these in your mind throughout the next couple of weeks. If you are visiting here in Birmingham, if you live here in Birmingham, we invite you down to our chapel. First of all, have the intention to receive the indulgence. And total detachment of sin. In other words, to love God more than you love sin. Love of God, charity covers a multitude of sins. So to detest everything in our life that marks of sin to love God, to ask for that gift of charity, and to go to, perfect, to go to sacramental confession about 20 days 
before or 20 days after you receive the indulgence. And to have Holy Communion worthily within about 20 days before or after. And to pray for the intentions of the Holy Father. And this year, the conditions are to pray for peace in our world. Especially for peace in the Holy Land. The places surrounding, the holiest places on the face of the earth. The places surrounding the Lord's birth, his passion, death, and resurrection. And to pray in our Father a creed, Apostles' Creed or Nicene Creed, or the invocations of the Holy Family and St. Francis of Assisi. Such invocations would be in the form of Jesus, have mercy on us. Blessed Mother, pray for us. St. Joseph, pray for us. St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. Or even the peace prayer of St. Francis would be very applicable. And for those of you in the Diocese of Birmingham in Alabama, you can read a very beautiful commentary by Father Brian Jarabek, the pastor and rector of the Cathedral of St. Paul in Birmingham. For those of you who are homebound here in Birmingham, many of you watch within this diocese, and also those of you who are in prisons throughout the diocese in Birmingham, you can also gain the plenary indulgence by spiritually uniting yourselves with those people on pilgrimage to churches during this time to think about the birth and of the nativity of our Lord, again with completing the usual conditions as soon as possible. Father Jarabek ended his commentary by stating, indulgences are a distinct part of the Catholic tradition that have not always been appreciated in recent years. Perhaps and sadly at times in our history were even abused. However, it should be noted that there is a growing reappreciation for them among the faithful of today who desire to gain all of the spiritual benefits they can on their journey to heaven. And we should give thanks to God for this great gift from Pope Francis by way of our bishop's request to the Apostolic Penitentiary of the Holy See for this great indulgence. And I encourage you, those of you who are here after Mass, to gaze upon our nativity scene with the intention of gaining this plenary indulgence for your own soul or even for the souls in purgatory, especially your loved ones. Just so you know, those of you who are viewing, our chapel is open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m., roughly. Confessions are available in St. Michael's Hall every day at 11 a.m. except Sunday. We kind of take off on Sundays. Give us a little break. For those of you listening and viewing through EWTN, obviously you are certain to keep, certainly welcome to keep up your nativity scene through February 2nd. Even though this plenary indulgence is limited to the Diocese of Birmingham in Alabama. What a great way to extend 
the Christmas blessings of this great season. Opening up the treasury of the church that God wishes to us to benefit. There is one great epiphany in the church that we celebrate every day. It is the greatest of epiphanies, second only to the great epiphany that will take place at the end of time when our Lord comes again in glory. This epiphany that we celebrate every day foreshadows the great coming of the Lord is our, rece our reception of him in Holy Communion from our altars. Every single day, this great epiphany, this manifestation, when the Lord becomes present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Holy Eucharist, when we bow down to adore him like these three kings. There is no greater coming of the Lord, no greater epiphany, no greater manifestation in our lives than this reception of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the God-man Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. In Holy Communion, we taste the sweetness of the Father at its source. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. And the Father gives us, in giving Jesus, everything that we need today to continue this journey. Just like this, today we celebrate the journey of the three wise men that came from the East. The Lord gives us everything that we need to be on our journey in the sacraments. Then the treasury of grace. Don't overlook this great epiphany in the Eucharist. You might say that the elevation of the Holy Eucharist at Mass is even greater than the star guided the wise men to the newborn infant. The star was of creaturely status. The Holy Eucharist is the God-man, is his presence among us. You might say us gazing upon the Holy Eucharist, whether at Mass or in adoration outside of Mass, is greater than the three wise men gazing upon that star. It's greater. The gospel recounts the three wise men from the east beholding the, and following the star. It says they were overjoyed at seeing the star and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh.
20,000 plus young people attended a conference last week called Seek 24. You might compare these three kings today in the gospel to these young people. These 20,000 plus young people who came to seek out the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And no doubt there were talented speakers all week. Our postulant Noah was there, Father Patrick was there, Father Mark and Father Brother John Therese. We got to hear many different speakers, no doubt talented speakers, spending all week unfolding the kerygma and the teachings of the church in a way that was attractive and understandable. But the greatest event all week was in the mornings. When 20,000 plus young people and 600 plus priests celebrated the holy sacrifice of the Mass in such a beautiful, reverent way, in a way that 20,000 plus young people, and you could imagine sometimes 20,000 plus people in an auditorium is not necessarily a place of order and silence, but this place was silent during the Holy Mass. There were moments that, that you could hear babies chirping and cooing. 20,000 plus young people silent after receiving his body, blood, soul, and divinity from the altar. Again, the greatest epiphany in our lives. We have access to every single day in chapels throughout the world present in his body, blood, soul, and divinity. These 20,000 plus young people came to seek the one who has sought us out, and he continues to seek us out. He continues to seek you out, even if you may go astray, even if you may turn your gaze away from him, he, he continues to still gaze at you and draw you back. In our part, we must never st stop seeking him in all that is good, true, and beautiful.